Just One Podcast, Episode 6. Six weeks in, we're still rolling along. Garrett, how we doing, man? I just can't believe we're already on Episode 6. <laughs> to be honest, that kind of blows my mind. It, it, it really does. I mean, we're halfway through February already. You're right. That's crazy, dude. This this year needs to slow down. It does. It does. I feel like just just yesterday we were doing our goals episode and i'm like i look back at it i'm like well dang Mm -hmm. you know it's it's really flown by but here we are here we are uh how was your week i had a good week this week um been getting a lot of stuff done i know that's super vague but but that's about (laughs) what i've been doing just trying to nail stuff down morgan and i are on the Back into the wedding planning, we've just got a couple more things going on. So, That's right. yep, I actually have a kind of an easy weekend this weekend, which is what I'm psyched about because I have no responsibilities, and that's my favorite. That's awesome, yep. especially on a on a long weekend, yes. three day weekend, President's Day coming up. Yes, shout out to George Washington <laughs> and all the other presidents. Well, it's his birthday. Okay, so that's special fair. Special shout out to that's him. Fair. I would ask what your plans are, but I'm sure you're going to watch baseball. Actually, I'm not. Oh, wow. I'm not going to watch baseball. So you um, went back on your word then. I know. Um, I'm missing out. They have a doubleheader tonight, actually, mm-hmm. because of the weather. They changed the schedule around. There's a doubleheader tonight, Friday night, and the doubleheader starts at 5. Holy cow. That is a late night that I am uh, <laughs> I am fine with missing out on. Not built like that anymore. I'm not. It's that's uh that was four years ago, uh, Jordan that could mm-hmm. handle that, but not anymore. And then they play one tomorrow, so they're gonna do the series. But anyways, no, I'm not going to watch any of those. I'm actually going to a rodeo tonight. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're doing that. Oh, Dude, yeah. I'm so jealous. I want to go to a rodeo so bad. We're going over to Orlando watching a rodeo. This will actually be our second rodeo. We've been So it's not your first rodeo. <laughs> how long you've been waiting to use dude that, that was one. off the dome if you can believe it <laughs> no it wasn't off no, the dome, it was it. <laughs> uh no it will not be my first rodeo i might use that as my caption and i'll give you credit there we go, for there we, it go. If we take pictures so no we went to uh the fort worth stockyards rodeo in texas Mm. last december yeah last december and that was that was a time if you ever make it out there to fort worth go to the stockyards go catch yourself a rodeo especially if it is your first because that that's a great experience good to know uh yeah other than that we're actually going tomorrow to see comedian nate bargetzi over oh my dad loves that guy uh, I've listened yeah. to a few of his stuff too. He's really funny. He's funny, man, and he's clean. Yep. You know, he's he's clean, and it's just like a pure form of comedy mm-hmm. in my eyes. So we're excited about that one. So you know, we have very drastic uh, difference in plans, <laughs> the both of us, for the three day weekend. But <laughs> it sounds like both of us are going to have quality quality weekends. How was your Valentine's Day? I know you were over with Morgan last weekend. Didn't technically get to see her, I guess, on Valentine's Day, but I yep. 
believe you guys celebrated. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, so I actually was celebrating the fact that this is the last time that I've got to annoy one of her friends to go buy flowers and bring him to the house for me. <laughs> hey, it's the least that they can do. Right, okay, right. I know. I Venmo him. Don't worry, I'm not making them pay for it. But uh, every time I text her roommate, you know, I, I'm like, "Hey, it's me again." <laughs> Another year, can you please go grab <laughs> grab some flowers? So it's awesome though. Yeah. Hey, at least they have at least she has good friends. Yeah, That'll she does have some that. great friends. What about you guys? That's What'd cool. you guys do for Valentine's? Let me tell you, it was the most us Valentine's Day ever. And Maddie will completely agree with me. It went absolutely perfect. We you know, went to work, obviously. We both uh, had to work that day. Came home, went and grabbed takeout, came back home and ate it, and we were asleep by 7 p.m. Oh, on Valentine's beautiful. Day. We were out. I slept for 10 hours that night. <laughs> 10 hours. I woke up Thursday morning. I, I felt like a brand new baby, straight out the <laughs> womb. I was like, is this what it was like to not hurt? Like my body to not hurt and actually have some rest. I assume it was a it was like a Chinese takeout or an Asian Asian type takeout. What is that supposed to mean? Because they always load so <laughs> Chinese takeout always loads me up with food, and I always eat all of it, and I always go into a coma after. So if you guys went to sleep at seven p.m., I know it was Chinese takeout. I know. And okay, I have to give background here. So I am part Japanese, so that. <laughs> maybe why Garrett leaned that way uh no nothing other than that but that, that's uh that's I'm gonna guess that that's what the wild guess was for but yes we did actually have um Asian food well I've never actually heard anything else called takeout I don't I've never heard that's of fair. like Mexican takeout or uh I don't know just Mediterranean takeout I've never heard of anything else other than just like an Asian food being called that's cake. that's a good point that's yeah. a very good point a little justified <laughs> jeez anyways <laughs> uh so last week we had the privilege of having our significant others on the episode with us talking about relationships that was rolling into valentine's week and that was an awesome episode mm-hmm. i mean they they crushed it you really did i'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now and maddie She is not the most extroverted person, and she'll be the first one to tell you that. But, you know, I was extremely proud of her and just shocked, honestly, at, um, you know, how she took that on. And uh, they both sounded great. It was an awesome episode. We had a great time with them. Yeah, they just, I mean, I guess they just hopped on and automatically just sounded better than we ever do. So, no experience, nothing. We also missed a significant portion of our episode last week, and that was the good news of the week. Yeah. That was a real bummer. I guess we just had no good news last week, which can't be true. It can't be true, but we're going to give you some good news this week. So, Garrett, you're up. Sure. What do you got? Yep. So, good news of the week. Um, Jordan said it a few weeks ago, but we are back in the college baseball season, um, and my Division Three Huntington Hawks have their first home opener of the season. It is game day for the Hawks, baby. In the gump. Hawk on. That's right. 
Is that the phrase? That's close. <laughs> that sounds like some sort of superhero or something. <laughs> <laughs> really close. Hawk on. You know, like you know, like flame on. Yeah. Like the human torch yeah, when it's actually hawk fire. Them. It's uh hawk, hawk them, if you will. But <laughs> no, no, it's Alabama. It's hawk it's hawk with an apostrophe. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a camera. I'd show you the 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 symbol. It's basically like a shaka. It lo- it's supposed oh. to be a hawk. Oh, it works, Jordan. Don't worry about it. it. I believe you. I've I've seen your uh, Huntington apparel. So there we go. I believe you. Let's see. For me, good news of the week. Now, this is this is a very feel good kind of story. So, in Louisville, Kentucky, there there was um, a little boy. His uh, he was going to get on the bus. He's in first grade, and you know he takes the bus route every single day. He takes the bus every single day. Uh, same bus driver. Bus driver pulls up, picks up the little boy on the bus, and he seen uh, he notices that he's a little down on himself. And he asks him, he's like, "What's wrong?" The child was in tears, in tears because he forgot his pajamas for pajama day. Oh, how do you remember those days when, like, you know, it would be hat day or something at school or or jeans or something and you show up and you are the only person not partaking oh, yeah. in a hat day or pajama day oh, yeah. or jean day. Especially when it's we very- had uniform, you know, and you had to like pay a dollar to wear a yes. t-shirt day, dude. Yes. Boy, did you ever feel like, like a broke one <laughs> if you didn't have your t-shirt on. <laughs> then you start blaming your parents. <laughs> they couldn't give me a dollar. To partake in this special day at school. Anyways, so the bus driver drops this kid off at school and he felt so bad for him that the bus driver took the school bus to the closest Dollar Tree store and bought him two pairs of PJs, drove back to school and gave them to him so he could participate. That's what I'm talking about. How awesome is that? I wonder why he bought two. Maybe just in case he forgot the next PJ day. I don't know. Or maybe he wouldn't like the first one. That's true. You know, gave him options. I respect options, that. Options, respect. But that's my that's my good news. That's my good story. It's great news. That is feel good. All right, this week we're talking about how to deal with failure, um, overcoming failure. Um, we're gonna dive into some scriptures. We always do. Uh, we're gonna answer some tough questions about failure and you know why it happens in our lives um, because it's bound to happen. I I guarantee it. So we got some exciting things to talk about this week. Um, but, you know, I wanted to open up with this quote uh, about about failure, and it's, it's by the great Babe Ruth. And mm-hmm. he says, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. You know, I think, obviously, you can use that in any context, not just a baseball game there, but in anything. You know, you can't, you can't let the fear of failure keep you from growing or keep you from living your life, experiencing happiness or joy. Um, You know, every day, whether you had a good or bad day, the day before, every single day you wake up, it's a brand new day. You know, you get to choose what kind of day you get to have. You know, your circumstances uh, are something that you can't control sometimes. Um, But what you can control is what you can control. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, Easier said than done, obviously, but, you know, 
you can control how, how you start your day. Um, the emotions and the attitude and, um, the motive that you have behind your day. So, um, I just wanted to start out this conversation with that quote there. Um, and also another really tough question that now it is time for the tables to turn and I'm going to put my friend Garrett on the spot here. Does God allow us to fail and why? How about that one? That's a great question. Um, well, first of all, you know, Jordan and I always preface that uh, <clears throat> we are not experts in what we talk about and we do not know the answers. In this case, when we're talking about failure. We are the experts. <laughs> Jordan and I are experts at failing. We are so the you, cream of the crop, baby. You <laughs> are getting it from the source, brother. You are you are tuned in to the masters of failure. That's right. Um, but that really is a great question. Does God allow us to fail? And uh, and why? And I think the first part of that, does God allow us to fail, is an obvious yes or we wouldn't fail. Um, but the more important question is why does he allow us to fail? Uh, and that's a super theologically deep discussion and probably depends a lot on your viewpoint. And uh, there's no way I'm going to cover everything. But um, my my thoughts on this, and I want to take a second to gather them because Jordan did put me on the spot. So I'm going to think on the spot. <laughs> so I think that God allows us to fail because he allows us to have our own free will. Um, otherwise, what kind of God would he be if we weren't able to make our own decisions uh, in choosing to love him or choosing to turn turn away from him and go our own way? So he does allow us to fail. Um, with that being said, I do truly believe that God is always working things for good. And that's the cool thing about our God is that he takes our own failures uh, and he turns them for good. He's always working behind the scenes. Uh, and that can be hard to fathom, especially when there's eight plus billion people on the planet. And you think, well, is is this almighty God, this creator of eight billion people, is he thinking about just me? The answer is yes. The answer is actually yes. And is he working in my life all the time? The answer is also yes. God has a specific plan for each individual person. And each individual person is going to let him down. And he understands that. And that's that's part of the gospel, right? That's the reason that he sent his son, Jesus. Um and it's my personal belief, and, so, and this is kind of where it gets theologically uh, deep, and some people might disagree, but my personal belief is that Jesus was always the plan. He was always plan A. Um, and so in that regard, God allows us to fail because he knew that we would fail, because he knew and he had a plan, and the plan's name was Jesus. And, uh, and, and there is no Jesus if we don't fail. There's nothing to atone for. There's no display of that love. It, it allows... God to um, to give us that love and that grace. Our failure is the space where He provides His grace and mercy. If that makes sense, yeah, it's awesome. it gives it gives Him a a, a platform. Not that He needed it, um, but it gives Him a platform to express His love for us. One hundred percent. You know, I think <clears throat> I agree with you that you know Jesus was the reason for uh, like He covers the the void between us and God and in the middle of us and God, I feel like is our brokenness. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and Jesus came to mend that relationship so that we could have that, that connection with the father and the relationship, the intimate relationship with, with God. So, yep. um, I a hundred percent agree with you. And, you know, I think 
I think we all fail. You know, whether we want to admit it or not, we we all fail in some some aspect, you know, and and, and that's that's scripture based. Um uh, actually in Romans three twenty three it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's our human nature. Um it's the sinful nature that lives within us, um, unfortunately, but you know, uh I think we can all relate to at least something that we're gonna be talking about today. Um and you know, to back to the question of, you know, does God allow us to fail? I agree with you. Yes. I think God does allow us to fail. And, you know, in, in, in our eyes, failure is different than in God's eyes. You know, the world tells us that failure is not landing the first job that you interview for, not making a starting roster, um, not paying every single uh, bill on time or you miss, you miss a bill or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a label. Yeah. A hundred percent. You you don't drive a nice car. You, you don't have a nice house. You know, you can't provide all these things. You don't have nice clothes. You know, that's, you're not able to do this on the first try or that on the first try. And the world tells you that that's a failure, but in God's eyes, you know, I think he uses, what the world tells us is failure and he turns it around for our success. And, um, you know, I think I know that God has plans for us to succeed and he doesn't have plans to harm us. I think God proves to the world, you know, the, the sinful nature of the world and what the world looks at as failure. I think God utilizes that and he shows us something way better. And, and and more intimate and more um, relatable in in what he views as as a as a fail or a fall and and the only thing that God sees as a fail or you know a fault or shortcoming is sin. I mean, again, mm-hmm. in that verse that I just said, Romans three: For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That is the only. That's the thing that uh, allows us to fall short of the glory of God is sin. Not that we, you know, didn't land a job interview, not that a relationship that we were in failed, not that we don't have the nicest car on the block. That doesn't allow us to have uh, shortcomings of the glory of God. That's what the world tells us. But mm-hmm. God tells us that only sin, only sin can um, can allow us to fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, and I think the, the emphasis um, when we do fail... Because really, you know, you could almost separate these into two different perspectives, like what is failure in the world's eyes and what is failure in God's eyes, which is kind of what you're doing. Um, but uh, I think that the Lord is looking for us to turn to him in those times of failure. And ironically, you know, it, it, well, it's ironic to us because of the way that that uh, we view failure. But um, ironically, it's in times of failure that we can actually strengthen our relationship with God the most, because that's when we, we lean on him. Uh, I don't remember what verse it is, but it says he is strongest uh, in our weaknesses. Um, So whenever, you know, uh, whenever we're dealing with failure, that's kind of what he's looking for us to do. And he calls us to do it. So, so many times in the Bible is, is just to lean on him in our failure, whether that's a failure, you know, in God's eyes, like you're talking about like sin or if that's failure, you know, at your job or your, you know, your whatever your 
performing at or attempting to do um, in all things. He, he wants us to seek his comfort and seek his wisdom and seek his uh, forgiveness and his, and his mercy. Yep. A hundred percent. And that, that actually leads into what I was just about to say too, is, you know, when we fail and we fall and stumble along the way, you know, God wants us to look to him. Mm-hmm. That that's the number one thing of, that's the number one reason why I believe in my opinion, God allows us to fail is so that he is our first go-to. He is yeah. our plan a, um, you know, I think, I think when we can align our view of failure with what God's view of failure is, then we can appropriately deal and overcome it um, mm-hmm. with, with what he says and what he says is truth. And it's the only truth and, and, and not with what the world says that we should do. You know, the world says that, you know, you should, if, if you feel like you're a failure or you're depressed or, or something, the world says that you should take something to make you feel better. The world says you should go and do something to make you feel better. Um, but God says, no, come to me, come to me. You know, he is, um, he is the ever flowing, um, well, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's the well that never runs dry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these things of the world, they will run dry. You know, it, all the money in the world cannot, you know, bring you eternal happiness, cannot bring you eternal joy. That person in your life, as much as you love them, they, they cannot bring you eternal happiness, eternal joy. You know, all the success and accomplishments that you've had in your life, those are awesome things. And you should be very proud of those things. But, you know, they're not going to they're not going to bring you that eternal happiness. Only God does. And, and, and Jesus, you know, he's, he's the well that never runs dry. So just wanted Mm -hmm. to really emphasize that point there. That's really good. Um, and, and I'm trying to flesh this out for myself, but, um, something that, that I believe and, um, well, honestly, if this is not going to make, I'm just going to say something and if it doesn't come out right, just edit it out. It's fine. (laughs) I'm sure it'll make absolute perfect sense because you never say anything stupid. Uh, yeah. Famous last <laughs> words right there, buddy. Thanks. Um, so one thing that I really think is cool is that uh, he's not expecting perfection. His his um, standard is perfection. Yes. Uh, but he's not expecting perfection from us because right. he knows that we have fallen short and that's why he's in his son, Jesus. Yeah. So there, so so that that condemnation, that labeling of a failure, has been broken off um, by Jesus. And by the way, the only one, the only person putting the label of failure on you is the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's not God. If you feel like you're being condemned and labeled like a failure, that's not coming from the Lord. That's entirely coming from the enemy, and and it's intrusive, and uh, it, it can break people down and, and cause a lot of depression and anxiety. And, and, uh, if you are dealing with that, I urge you to, to just pray about it and, and go seek what the Bible says about you. Go seek what, what the Lord says about you and, and what, what, what names he calls you. Um, and, and it might change your perspective on God too. Uh, I think a lot of people have this, this view of God that he's this, you know, big faceless judge that sits in a chair. It's just, just giant and mighty and, and fearful. Um, and, or, or fearsome. And, uh, and there is a healthy fear of the Lord. That's not what I'm saying, but, yep. um, he's also gentle and loving and he's a friend, uh, and he's merciful and he's rich in his mercy and he's patient and he's kind. Um, and he has great plans for you. Uh, so you should just 
as a listener, just go check out some of the stuff. Like you can, you can Google what does the Lord say about me in the Bible. Yeah. yeah that's, and you'll that's find some really, really cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. And not one of them will be the word failure. Amen. Amen. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think, you know, the Lord, Lord's never going to leave us is never going to abandon us. You know, I think, um, you know, as we have said, the Lord will allow us to fail, but it's, uh, to turn it around for our success and for, uh, the betterment and, uh, well-being of ourselves. Um, you know, I think, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up some scripture on this one. Uh, second Corinthians, uh, four verses eight through 10, it says we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed perplexed, but not in despair persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We will always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Dude, that scripture is so hard. Sorry, I, I just have to say that it is. that goes so hard, dude. It, does. it, re- it really does. <laughs> I was like, I was reading this earlier today. I was like, holy cow, dude, because do you know how many, how much stuff is weighing on people from not just yes. one area of their life, but multiple areas of their lives. And it feels like, I mean, even for me right now, you know, I feel like there's, there's, there's stuff closing around, um, you know, it's cornering me and it, uh, and I know there's other people out there who feel the same way, you know, it, it's, it's starting to close in and you feel like the walls are just about to collapse and, and you're just about to be crushed, you know? Yeah. And I, and that, that's a, that's a real feeling. We're not, yeah. we're not denying that fact. And, um, you know, I think it's good to actually acknowledge that. Um, but this scripture right here, it says you are hard pressed on every side, but you are not crushed. Um, you know, and then it says persecuted, but you are not abandoned. Um, you know, God will never, ever abandon you, never leave you. Um, and there's, there's plenty of stuff in this world that, that will leave you, you know, at the first sight of, of struggle of just hardship, of, you know, shortcoming, of failure, so many things, friends, um, some relationships who would just like give up on you, but, you know, God will never, ever abandon you. Yeah. Dude, those, those verses, I, I, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Yeah. I mean, that's fire. That's, that's like, (laughs) dude, that makes me want to take on hell with a squirt gun. I mean, that is just, (laughs) just poetry. It's awesome. Hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. You're dang right. Dang right. I'm not crushed. Um, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. It, but it's, uh, just, it's so uplifting, you know? Yeah, it really is. Um, and, and like you said, failure is inevitable. Um, we're, we're not saying that we're not going to fail. We are going to fail. Um, and, and I think that that's even, you know, dare I say, outside of the realm of faith, just in everyday life, uh, failure is inevitable. Um, but we have to have ways to overcome that, right? We have to have ways to, like practical ways um, to recognize the lessons and failures um, and, and choose how we respond to them. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do um, is choose our response in a moment of failure. Um, because, you know, I, I think that we've talked about this before, but uh, the you, you haven't really failed until you quit. Right. Yep. Until you, until you don't get back up until, yep. until you're, you're done fighting. So um, let's kind of transition into talking about overcoming 
failure whenever we do deal with it. Because I think that would be pretty practical and applicable, not only for you and I, but for the listeners as well. Um, Jordan, you got any any thoughts on on or any experience on uh, overcoming whenever you have a moment of failure, whether that's at work or um, all the way back in the baseball days, or even in, in your faith, you know, whatever, um, whatever that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want me to begin? <laughs> what area of my life do you want me to start I know, at? <laughs> I know. This is our put Jordan on the spot segment for the week. Um, you know, I, I think I, I'm going to, I'm going to go back in time a little bit and, you know, kind of talk about, you know, my, my sports career a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, growing up, baseball was uh, my life. Um, it was every single day, every weekend. Um, we were traveling here and there, uh, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, get to high school, big expectations. Um, we, we went to a great high school that's very well known for their baseball program. And we're very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of just knocked me right upside the head a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think my whole life just kind of coasted my way through, through sports and, and, uh, you know, feeling like, you know, I didn't really have to put in any effort really. And, you know, it kind of got a wake up call a little bit. Um, I, I, I wasn't the best in high school. I'll be the first one to admit that. Um, but you know, it, there were plenty of times, plenty of times where I fail, especially in baseball. I mean, baseball is a game of failure. You know, you learn from, Boy, is it ever you, you learn from your failures in baseball. And that's, that is honestly what I credit to making me, um, you know, into part of the man that I am today is the, the life lessons that I learned playing that game because of how many times I did fail. You know, mm-hmm. I went through multiple injuries Injuries where I thought I would never come back from injuries where I felt like I can never, ever be able to play again. And, um, you know, would never be able to step foot onto the field again. But, you know, I think it allowed me to really dig deep and find out who I really was. Um, and you know, that's where I found my faith. That's where I found Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. that's when I accepted Christ into my life was, in high school, you know, going through periods of my life where, you know, I felt like I was a failure mm-hmm. um, in certain areas of my life. So, you know, I think during those times in high school, um, failing multiple, multiple times and more times than I'd like to admit. And then honestly, coming to college too, and got another wake up call in baseball. You know, I, my first year, I didn't play a lick. I didn't get on the field at all. And at first I really didn't care. Um, I was like, you know what? Like I'm getting a good degree here. It's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be just fine. You know, baseball was fun, but it's not really my life anymore. And then the second year came around and I realized that, you know, I still wasn't going to be playing and it kind of, it kind of ticked me off a little bit just to be honest. <laughs> and, and, you know, I it really was a time where I got to grow myself and, and build out a new confidence in myself. And, and I decided that, you know what, I'm not just gonna let failure be my label. I'm not gonna let, um, I'm not gonna let that be my story while I'm here in college. I'm, 
I'm here. I'm going to make the most of it. And so, you know, I busted my tail and, um, you know, I, I, I got to play, you know, a ton, you know, I'm very blessed to be able to get those many opportunities throughout my, uh, baseball career in college. But, um, you know, again, through the back half of my college career, had another injury where I didn't think I was going to be able to play again. And, you know, just, I could go on and on about how many times I've been knocked down, but it's, <laughs> it's cliche to say, but you know, you get knocked down four times, you get, you want to get back up five times. Mm-hmm. And you know, what, what I proved to myself is, you know, if I can get up one time, then who's to say that I can't get up every other time. Like I proved to myself that when I do get knocked down, I can get back up. Mm-hmm. Um, so why That's can't good. I do it again and again and again, <laughs> if I, if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think you gain that confidence, um, you know, and, and I look to the Lord during those times mainly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's scriptural too. uh, Proverbs 24, 16 says, for though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I think it's important, you know, to, to prove to yourself that, that you are capable of, of more than you think you are, you know, God, God made you for a better purpose than what your mind is telling you that you are here for. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, and I truly believe that. So that's, that's a little bit of my experience. That's great. Yeah. And I think that provides, so you're providing a practical example, right? Because what we can learn from that is how did Jordan respond to these, these moments? There are, there are always moments of failure. Um, it's never, you know, like we talked about, it's never a label. You're not a failure, but there are moments of failure where you have a choice to respond. You have a choice to say, you know what? I haven't been playing. I'm not getting the playing time that I like. You can hang up the, the cleats and you can quit, call it a day. And for the record, there's no judgment in that. That's If that's the choice that you make or you made, uh, I'm not saying that you made the wrong choice. It might've been the right choice for you, um, but you chose a different path, Jordan. You chose to persevere and you chose to say, you know what, this is important enough to me that I would like to try again. And I would like to try again. And I would like to try again until I get, until I, until I reach the goal that I have, whatever that may be, whether it's playing time or a certain ERA for a pitcher or a batting average for hitter, whatever it is. Um, Those are, those are uh, practical examples to look at, which is, which is always what you need, right? You need an example um, and another thing I want to point out is, um, I think the biggest part of failure that we deal with is the mentality. Uh, not only is there a fear of failure beforehand, uh, which can be, which can, it's hilarious how the fear of failure, just the fear, uh, beforehand will affect entirely how you perform, yeah. you know, whatever you're doing. It's, it's crazy. Public speaking, sports events, um, your job, you know, whatever the case it is, it's, it's so crazy to me that. Um, that we could be doing something for so long and then, you know, or preparing for something and, and, and uh, have so much experience. Yet the fear of failure has such a powerful uh, impact on our, on our human brain that we could tense up, we could forget all the stuff that we know, you know, and, and just completely lose it. It's, it's, to me is fascinating. Um, and it's equally as terrifying <laughs> because you never yeah, know when that's going to happen to you. Um, and there are ways to deal with that. You know, um, you, you kind of have to accept that failure is going to happen on the front end. Uh, I saw this quote recently and it's hilarious. I saw it from Reddit. 
and I don't even know who said it. <laughs> I don't even know who, who posted this quote, but uh, it said, embarrassment is the cost of entry. And it shook me to my core. <laughs> embarrassment is the cost of entry is, that's, that's is awesome. uh, yeah, that's hard, first of all. But second of all, it's true. Like, man, whatever you're doing, you have to accept beforehand that failure is inevitable. You have to fail. Uh, you know, I've never seen anyone just like be an expert automatically. It's just not what, just not how that goes. Yep. Um, but, but uh, you have to expect it on the front end and come to terms with it. That's the hard part too, is coming to terms with, okay, I am going to fail. That's not fun. It doesn't feel good. I'm already nervous about it, but I'm going to be able to do it uh, or going to be able to make it through um, if I stick with it. Uh, and so it's, I think a lot of dealing with failure and overcoming it happens on the front end. You have to kind of prepare yourself for those moments of failure um, and, and sort of, you know, plan out how you're going to act accordingly. Um, so I, I think, like I said, you provided some good application there and, and good practicality that it's just a good example of, of when you run into something, if you have your mind set uh, on a specific goal and you have accepted the fact that you're going to fail, you have a lot better chance of making it through those failures. Yeah. I mean, Dude, if, if I if I succeeded at every single thing that I ever did, I wouldn't have any goals. You wouldn't be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. You, you probably wouldn't know me. I'd know you, but you probably wouldn't know me. <laughs> uh, no, but like I, I'm just saying, like in general, you know, if if everybody succeeded at every single thing that they did in their entire life, you know, there would be no point in literally doing anything. Yeah, there would be no goal. You'd have nothing to work towards. Um, so I think, again, failure is part of the, part of the path to success. Um, and, and that, that's a really good point of, uh, what you were talking about of, you know, you kind of have to expect that you're going to fail along the way. Jesus anticipated failure. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus 100% anticipated failure. He, he expected that people were not going to be receptive of his message that he was bringing into the world, mm-hmm. his his message to the world shook the world. H- how I mean, he expected that not every single person was going to be accepting of that. Um, you know, it 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 crossed his message crossed the norm of of what the people of that time were used to living in. Um, you know, he anticipated defeat, as, uh, and he anticipated failure, especially for his disciples. Uh, in Luke chapter nine, we see Jesus sending out his disciples and he's basically warning them uh, as they're going out to spread the the message of the gospel. And he's basically warning them um, that they would not be received by a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually says, if you are not welcome to them. Now, this is this is the disciples going into um, going to people's houses and spreading the message. He says, if you are not welcome to them, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Mm. And like, I'm, oh. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm picturing that in my head. And I'm like, you know what? You, you're not receptive of what I have to say. That's okay. I respect your decision, but I'm moving on because there's a lot of other people out there who need to hear this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a great verse. I, yeah. Hundred percent. You know, I think Jesus is telling his disciples, you know, you are going to fail, and that's okay. I don't expect you to succeed. And he's saying the same things to us right mm-hmm. now. 
He's saying the same things to us right now in whatever stage of life that you're living in, that he doesn't expect you to 100% succeed in your eyes. In the eyes of the world, he doesn't expect the world to accept, you know, um, to accept you if you are choosing to have Jesus as the foundation of your life. True. Um, you know, I think when we persevere through our failure and then we choose to get up and rise again, um, it's a testimony to others around us. It's basically a badge of honor declaring that failure is not this invincible being that we are just so afraid of. Fear is one of the only things that is really setting us back a lot of times. Um, and I think when we persevere and we're and we're going after um, our successes, you know, and we get knocked down and then we get right back up. I think like that you're like shouting from the rooftops like that's a freaking badge of honor that you're wearing on your chest, you know, that um, that this is not a label that I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a temporary state that I'm in right now and I'm not going to be here forever because I'm coming back. Um so it's good. Yeah. That's really good. So <clears throat> let's lay out a quick scenario and then let's let's wrap yep. it up and take it home. So Jordan, let's say perchance, if you will, by some degree, in some way, shape, or form, perhaps, that you have failed. <laughs> let's say you failed at work. How would you respond to your failure? What are some of the actions that you would take in order to overcome this failure? Is this and an, I know that's vague. Is this an interview for my next job? That was my best impersonation of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> but the question is real. Let's say let's let's for real. Let's be for real. You failed. Um, let's say you. I don't even know the ins and outs of your job, man. I don't know. Let's say you um, put it, put it, wrote the wrong piece of code yep. for your code. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and somebody, let, let's, let's, let's get it. Uh, well, let's, let's take it this way. Let's say your, your supervisor does not like it very much. Doesn't take too kindly to the mistake that you've made and kind of, kind of blows up on you for one second. You know, maybe this was a deadline that he had to meet for his supervisor or she, and, uh, that you kind of messed it up. How would you respond and uh, kind of just take me through what your thought process would be on trying to get through this? Well, you know, I think first you have to acknowledge the fact that one, you made a mistake and it is your mistake. You know, if it truly is your mistake, you know, I think you have to own up to that. So that's, I'm going to stop you right there because that's the most (laughs) important part. It is. I want the listeners to understand that Jordan is spot on in saying you have to take full responsibility for your, for your actions. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. So yeah, I mean, first things first, I would a hundred percent own up to the failure that happened. And then after that, I'm absolutely busting my tail to try and figure out and fix it any way that I can. And mm-hmm. one, I'm, I am telling my manager or supervisor or whoever is above me. And I'm telling them, I'm like, listen, yeah, I messed up, but I'm going to fix this. Like, and I'm going to take, I'm going to do whatever it takes to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's been multiple times in my life where um, I, I have failed or somebody has 
has doubted me. And, you know, I have, I have zero problem with somebody doubting uh, my ability to do something. I have no problem with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's up to me to prove to them that I can do it. So now I'm not saying that in this particular situation that my manager or supervisor is doubting me, but I am tell I am going straight to them and I'm telling them that, listen, like I'm going to prove to you that I can fix this and it will be fixed. So I'm going to do anything and everything that I can to fix it. Um, so okay. do you think that you would, uh, I know that you failed, so I'm going to ask you this. Do you ever have moments in your failure where doubt creeps into your mind and you say, well, maybe I can't do this. Maybe oh, I can't. Oh, hundred percent. How do you deal with that? Uh, you know, I, I think you touched, you actually touched on this earlier um, in this, in this episode where doubt creeping into your mind and people labeling or, you know, you even labeling yourself as a failure is the enemy, um, Mm -hmm. creeping into your thoughts, telling you these things, but God tells you that you are more than that. Um, God tells you that, you know, you are capable of, of doing these things, but not mm-hmm. on your own. And I think that's an important um, aspect to point out here is, you know, we cannot do it alone. You know, in, in these times that I have failed and there have been many times where doubt has crept into my mind that, you know, maybe maybe I can't do this. And actually, to be honest, I, I was right. I was right in saying that I cannot do this on my own because I, I couldn't. I couldn't mm-hmm. have done it on my own. You know, in those times I leaned on God and, and, and really just checked myself, honestly, checked myself, checked my faith. Um, you know, how, how much do I trust God to be able to get me through this situation right now? Um, and you know, whenever, whenever I, I did start to, uh, start to trust in, in God during those situations, then, then that's when the doubt started, started to basically like shed off, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think when when I was able to um, allow the holiness of God and what God says is is right for me, I, when I when I allowed that to be the foundation for my life, you know, that's when I started to notice the unholy. When I started to notice the doubt, um, mm-hmm. the the creeping anxiety in my life, I started to notice those things shut away because because God was telling me that I was way more than that. God was telling me that I was way more than my doubt, that I was way more than my, my stress. Let me tell you, I've had plenty of stress in my life. Um, and you know, we can be pressed on every single side, but we will not be crushed. That's right. And man, I am, I am going to like write that somewhere like (laughs) where I could put that because I, I love that, but no, there, there have definitely been plenty of times where doubt has crept into my life. And those are the times when I look to, uh, to the Lord, 100% 100% for for my support. That is a plus response, my friend. Uh, That's that what was, happens uh, when you like Jordan Cook. That was that. No, that <laughs> I don't know. Is that a meal from a five star restaurant or is that for McDonald's? I don't know no, what I just man. cooked, but no, dude, that was phenomenal. That's exactly that's exactly what I was trying to extract out of that whole interchange. Was just um, kind of into the mind of what happens when you fail and um, something that the listeners could take away a little bit of practice practicability. Um, so yeah, that we can just hit the highlights. Um, like you said, I think failing is inevitable. Um, 
Are we allowed to fail by God? Yes. Why? Because that's where he operates is in our yep. failures. 100%. Um, yep. And uh, and just having that perseverance and that understanding ahead of time that, hey, I am going to fail. And when those moments of failure come, I am going to persevere and I am going to work through it. And then when those doubts start to creep into your mind, you recognize that those are from the enemy and you recognize that your identity comes from the Lord and what he says about you. And luckily, there is a very popular book that has all the things that he says about you in it. And it's called the Holy Bible. So what? that's a great, great discussion. <laughs> great discussion. Um, uh, Jordan, do you have a challenge for our listeners this week? I do. I do have an application. Um, you know, I think it's important and it's a lot easier to look back into your life and identify uh, times where you may have been struggling. And then you look at where you where you're at now and you're like, you know, that that happened to lead me to where I am right now. That happened so that way I could get to to where I am right now. So, you know, I want to challenge you guys to identify a time in your life where you thought that something was a setback in your life that turned out to be a major setup for success down the road. And, you know, that's where I see God the most um, is when I, I look back in my life and I'm like, you know, God was with me during those moments. 100% or else I wouldn't be where I am right now. Um, so that's what I got. I don't know if you have anything different. No, that's great. I think, I think I, I'm all, I'm always for the points of reflection and just trying to pull lessons. That's where you pull the lessons from, right? It's hard to pull a lesson in the middle of something. Um, it's always much easier to pull a lesson when you're reflecting on something. Uh, so I think that these little applications, asking them, the listeners and us, you and I, to reflect on things uh, is super helpful. So that's a great one. Yeah, for sure. I want to leave you guys with one more verse real quick, and then we'll wrap up. Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. God has marked out the path for you. The race has been set for you. The course has been set and now we are just running it, um, you know, and sometimes that course includes some failure along the way. That's okay. It's going to happen. Um, do not be discouraged. You know, look, look to the Lord during those times. Find, find Jesus, bring Jesus into your life. I, I promise you, he will give you those answers that you are looking for. Um, you know, and, and God is working in the background, you know, during those failures to set you up for success. You know, he has plans to, um, uh, to, to let you succeed and not to harm you. Um, and you know, if only we could see the success that he has waiting for us during those times of failure, um, how more likely would we be to just jump right back up whenever we fall and be like, you know what? I got this. That's great. You know, God's got me. Um, I'm on the path that he set for me and, um, and there's, there's success at the end of this road. Well, with that being said, you know, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, we hope you took something away from it. Uh, I know we rambled on for quite a bit, but, you know, this is this is a really important topic for us um, and to us. And we hope that you guys uh, take something away from it. So we hope you made you laugh. We hope you made you smile this week. Now it's your turn. Go out and be a light to just one person. See y'all. See you guys.